each day the child logs on and they're given a mission. And as they go through that mission, they have to help a character within the game overcome certain psychological or emotional issues. And they're given tools to do that. And then at the end of that, they go through a debrief with our video bot, our therapeutic video bot, and his name is General Empathy. And he'll ask you questions like, have you ever experienced emotions like this character did? Welcome to Digital Therapeutics Edition of Digital Health Today, and I'm your host, Eugene Borohovich. I thoroughly enjoy bringing you discussions with incredible industry leaders, and it would mean a lot to me if you could rate this podcast in your favorite player, and of course, hit that bell to be notified of future episodes. In the previous episode, I spoke with Sylvain Piquet, co-founder and CEO of Five Lives. Five Lives, in their own words, leverages the new science of brain aging, neuroplasticity, and cognitive reserve to help people aged 50 plus improve their brain health and prevent cognitive decline and dementia. Today, I speak with Brian Wallace, CMO at Comzy. Comzy, in their own words, are empowering children to develop emotional resilience from an early age while creating engaging digital therapeutic video games designed to improve outcomes for children with depression and anxiety. But before we dive in, Marcin Varizhak, CEO of Comzy, reached out last year with their deck to set up some time to dive deeper. Earlier this year, in one of my serendipity calls, we jumped on a Zoom where Brian Wallace joined in as well. I really enjoyed the passion and the energy of the team, which affected my amygdala directly. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Brian. Brian, welcome to the DTX podcast. I know it's been only a couple of weeks back, even though we could say a year ago, as in we've met last year. I loved when I met you guys and what you guys are doing. And so please introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are, what brought you to the digital therapeutics industry. And don't forget about one interesting fact about yourself. It's great to see you, Eugene. Thanks for having us on and featuring Comsey today. My background, I'm a physician, I'm a PhD researcher focused on addiction psychiatry, and I also got an MBA in healthcare management. And as I went through my career, I didn't really know how all of these were going to intersect. I knew that I wanted to affect healthcare in a broad way beyond the one-on-one -on -one patient contact at the clinic. And when I met my co-founders at Comzy, we realized we had a really good synergy where we could create something that could affect people on a broad scale. I had worked in a lot of different healthcare systems, and I knew that there was a backlog in mental health, and I really wanted to help people, but I felt disappointed I couldn't help everybody. And with the introduction of digital therapeutics, I saw that you could really give broad access in a high-quality way. And so that's what brought me to the digital health space. And in terms of an interesting fact about me, I have this constant need to create. So I've had a furniture company. I started out drawing. I paint now. I write a lot. And now I do video games. And so that brings me to my professional interest as well. Amazing. And my goal for this year is to create more and consume less. It's a good goal. Was it Thoreau said his motto was simplify, simplify. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned you spent time in addiction science. So how did this translate into children with depression and anxiety? And maybe as you go through that, please tell us what was actually a prompt to start Comzy and the name itself. So my PhD focused on children with addictions, like for social media, 
for gaming addiction and even young children with porn addiction. So within that space, there's a lot of behavioral change that you teach, a lot of coping mechanisms that you teach, because a lot of times they're using these platforms as a way to cope with the pressures of everyday life. So I found that CBT is a really good way to help these patients. And doing it in the clinic is quite different because a patient will come to me as a physician and I spend 15, 20 minutes trying to get them to connect with me. Whereas if you're on a digital platform, they're there to solve the problem. So digital therapeutics was a really good entry point to that. I had started a company called techaddiction.com and techaddiction.co.uk. And basically it was an information source for people who had these online addictions. And my co-founders saw what I was doing and they were interested in it. And they approached me with the idea of Comsy. And the idea was to impact mental health care on a broad scale. And that really resonated with my value-based care approach and this desire to affect people beyond the clinic. And so I immediately left the clinic and started with Comsy. And we started out as kind of a rudimentary telemedicine platform. And then we evolved into making chatbots text-based chatbots for adults. And one day we watched a video clip with Stephen Colbert talking to a cartoon. And the guy that was voicing the cartoon was laughing at what Stephen Colbert was saying. And we thought, hey, this is fantastic tech. This is brand new. I've never seen an animation talk in real time before. And I asked our CTO, can we get that technology? And within about 15 minutes, we had it. And so we started building and building. And then we realized that there was this amazing niche that this could fit into in healthcare. Children would love talking to an avatar that they could create, and it could really establish rapport, and it could show empathy, and it could really guide them through a therapy process. So I was kind of taken back to my times in the clinic where I would see a parent kind of at their wits end, bring in a child with depression or anxiety, and they just didn't know what to do. And there aren't a lot of immediate solutions for a child with that. Usually when you make a diagnosis, there's a pause between the time they get diagnosed and the time that they have to see a therapist. So this is a perfect tool for something like that. So we created Comsy based on that. And the name itself, it was generated by AI. They typed in what we wanted to do, and <laughs> they asked it to give us some suggestions and came out with Comsy. Even though ChatGPT has been around, you guys were kind of the early adopters of generative AI. Yeah, in fact, I just put something on LinkedIn about GPT-2 that we use. And we did a lot of different models and conclusion was, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And <laughs> so we realized that we needed well-scripted CBT sessions after that. Especially as a young company and the funding ecosystem now and for DTX, can you tell us a little bit of your funding journey to date and some of the experiences that you've had? Basically, our funding up to this point has been bootstrapping. So we've gotten grants. When we started out, my two co-founders had done some white labeling for another health company. And so they were able to funnel that money into our venture. Right now, we're in a pre-seed round and we've got term sheets on the table that we're considering and we're just in the process of talking to VCs at the moment. You guys have been at it for a bit. Maybe just uh, kind of step back on the actual product itself. Can you walk us through what the child and maybe with a parent or caregiver, what their experience is like using your product? It's a really neat product, we think, and it's really engaging. So basically, it's a 28-day structure program that is gamified, and it has therapeutic video bots that actually interact in real time with the child. 
And when we say gamification, it's not just a prompt to affect behavior. It's a legitimate video game. And it has multiple levels to it. And it goes through a 28-day process. So each day, the child logs on and they're given a mission. And as they go through that mission, they have to help a character within the game overcome certain psychological or emotional issues. And they're given tools to do that. And then at the end of that, they go through a debrief with our video bot, our therapeutic video bot. And his name is General Empathy. And he'll ask you questions like, have you ever experienced emotions like this character did? What did you do to sort them out? What did you do to get through that process? And how can you apply what you learned in the game to in your real life to help you overcome these feelings? So they go on that journey for 28 days. And at that point, we have a maximum efficacy for depression and anxiety. Well, that sound means it's time for a question from my amazing partner on this podcast, Chandana Fitzgerald, who is the CEO of Health Excel, and as her friends call her, Dr. No Crack. Let's see what question Chandana has for our guest today. Hey, Brian. I'm really curious on whether parents will voluntarily place their child into emotional resilience training without an identified need. Can you shed some light on this? Yeah, thank you, Chandana, for that question. That's an interesting one and one that's quite timely right now. We just saw a report that was put out by the Pew Research Company in the United States that said that about 40% of parents are really concerned about their child's mental health, and another 30% are moderately to mildly concerned about their child's mental health. So this is on the radar of parents, and they're looking for solutions. One of the advantages of our solution is that it not only treats depression and anxiety, but it can be used as an emotional resilience product for prevention. And when you engage in a product like this, it starts to teach you fundamental or foundational knowledge that you can apply these skills in your life to really help you develop this emotional intelligence and emotional resilience. Actually, 100% of parents that we asked said that they did find a need for games like this. 85% of the children that we tested said that they would recommend it to a friend. And when we were in these testing groups, we actually saw the parents push their child away and take the device and start playing it themselves. So it's kind of fun for all the family. And I'm going to chime in here as always. Obviously, playing a game is no longer new in the digital therapeutic space. There's some leaders out there, but you guys are leveraging CBTs versus kind of the visual biological impact directly. Can you talk about the CBT usage within the game itself? Did you develop it yourself, license it? I would love to dive deeper into that. So this is all evidence-based. We looked at the best practices and we looked at some of the best models and uh, took ideas from all of these. So we actually created the CBT program ourselves, which it's evidence-based. We'll be validating it in our next study. So that CBT, we found that if you introduce it in an incremental way, then children can really react to it and build from one day to the next. So we get this maximum effect at about 28 days, and then we'll do follow-up studies to make sure the effects are long-lasting. Of course, as you guys are looking at this, can you talk about your evidence generation strategy as you go to market and building this product? And also, there's always, I would say, a decision that a digital therapeutic company needs to make early on around, do you go prescription route? Do you go non-prescription route? Do you go both and stage it? And those are tough decisions to make. 
but I'm sure you've seen others. I know you mentioned you listened to the podcast, so hopefully that was helpful as well. And then, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear how you're thinking about this. Yeah, it's really inspiring to hear how the other companies are maneuvering through this. And I think right now we're seeing there's a lot of adjustment to this reimbursement model that most DTXs or prescription DTXs aim for. So our model actually aims to do prescription digital therapeutics and just direct-to-consumer digital therapeutics. So we have this multi-tiered system, but they both need to be evidence-based and validated. So our research model, first, we had to do a pilot study to show that it's safe and effective for adults before we could start working with children. So we've done that. And our next phase is to validate on a small scale within Europe. We'll be validating our 28-day program. Next, we'll go on to 28-day program validation through the FDA channels for addition to the registry there and possible reimbursement. Obviously, you guys are on the journey to help children, but every business needs a hypothesis of how you're planning to make money. And I think as far as the evidence generation component and maybe dive deeper into the PDT, non-PDT and the routes to market and how you guys are thinking about ultimately making money. As you mentioned, you guys are in a pre-seed stage right now. Yeah. And that's a big conversation that we have every day. What's our best path to revenue? And we find that like many other companies right now, they have to have a multi-tiered system or a multi-channel system to get them to revenue. So we do have that DTX reimbursement route. That's our pillar. We're also targeting physicians, parents, payers, and providers. And you can do that through DTX that's not prescription-based. We've got a couple of hospitals that have been inbounded and they're ready to take on our product. And as we start to show the health economic outcomes and the benefits to patients, we'll start to get traction there. We'll also be able to show payers what those health economic outcomes are as well. We're getting a lot of interest from payers. They're asking us to do a deep dive into the health economic outcomes for these products. And then also you have this direct to consumer. So you're giving the idea to physicians like, hey, there is a game that can help with emotional resilience. If you've got a patient with mild to moderate symptoms of depression or anxiety, you can access this on the market. And then to parents, the same message, hey, there is a prevention product or something that you can use to treat mild to moderate symptoms. Obviously, they'd want to talk to their physician about it. But just the fact that this product is in the market is highly beneficial compared to what we have right now. And so I think you're going to see companies like ours taking multiple routes to income. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Brian Wallace, Chief Medical Officer at Comzi. We're all humans. And while technology has been able to extend and expand access to care, aka digital therapies that sometimes self-paced, where do you see humans in the equation and kind of asked very much selfishly from uh, your coach perspective, specifically health coaches? One of the big questions that we get is this intended to replace therapists? Is this intended to replace a mental health worker? And no, they're not. They're really good tools that health coaches, therapists, and physicians can use to either build rapport with the patient or to give them projects between their sessions. Like I said earlier, when a patient comes to see me, my first 15 minutes is just trying to get the kid to talk to me. And when you've got a game like this, you can actually sit down and play it with them and start to build that bond between health coach or healthcare provider and the child. So you start to have these common talking points. You know, did you experience emotions like this? Did you apply these tools in your daily life? What were the outcomes, et cetera? So it gives you a really good discussion point in those human face-to-face -face interactions. 
We talk about humans all the time, and that's why we get up every morning. I did see something very briefly on your website. Lila and the Dragon seems like a super interesting project. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that was one that really affected all of us. We had about 20 volunteers working on this project to get it done as quickly as possible. We're based out of San Francisco. I work remotely from London, and our research base, our R&D, and our coding is all based in Warsaw. And I was there when the war broke out. All of us were in that office when the war broke out in the Ukraine, and we all have friends that are across the border. And we saw this massive influx into Poland in a week. I think it was something like several million people coming into Poland from the Ukraine during that time. And what really affected us was seeing these children cross the border. They had a blanket and a suitcase. And you could tell that they were dealing with a lot of issues that they didn't really know how to talk about. And the more people we reached out to were really asking for some support. So we teamed up with a child's author from Cambridge University who wrote a children's story about a child who was displaced from her home because a dragon had invaded their land and was destroying the area. And so the family had to flee. And we created a Ukrainian version, a Polish version, and an English version of this story. And we added to it a workbook of different CBT approaches that a parent could use to talk to the child about what issues they were facing, to open up that conversation about the struggles of having to evacuate your home. And it's been really interesting. We've had a lot of companies that have backed the project. They printed up a lot of copies of the books, and it's helped thousands of children in the Polish school system to open up that discussion, to understand what their colleagues from the Ukraine are going through. And it's really created a lot of empathy in that area. Amazing effort by the team. And I think, again, this is why we all get up every morning, us in the health and care ecosystem. So thank you for that. Yeah, it was really interesting because we were focused on digital therapeutics. So we thought digital platform would be the way to get it out there. But it ended up a book and you know a website was really the fastest, most efficient way to do it. This year, as we continue with the DTX podcast, I started asking some of the newcomers to the industry. And I don't mean newcomers from a professional perspective, but as far as creating companies and startups and products in the DTX space, there's been a lot of trailblazers. The industry has been decade plus. Who do you look up to? Who inspired your vision? would love to hear a little bit of who you're learning from out there. We kind of fell into the digital therapeutic space like one step at a time. And as we did that, we discovered new companies that were doing amazing things. When we discovered what Achille was doing, that was extremely inspiring. They were doing some groundbreaking work and we put them on our competition slide, but we're actually learning quite a bit from them and you know, really motivated based on what they're doing. I think our products are very different though. You look at Click Therapeutics and the CMO there, I had a conversation with him at the DTX East, and he really kind of validated our idea and said it was exciting work that we were doing. So it kind of motivated us and helped us to look at different models within the system to see what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we can adjust. And it's not specific individuals, it's more like companies and trends and seeing how they adapt to the current market and how they adjust their products as well. With a physician background as a physician yourself, I always ask the guests to give advice to a particular group of people. And I'm going to ask you, what advice would you give to physicians? 
Well, I think right now we're starting to see this major change in the way healthcare is being delivered and the way patients are experiencing healthcare. And my company focuses on young children with mental health issues. And so I think we're going to see young children in the next 10, 20 years really interacting with their healthcare providers in a very different way. And it's up to physicians to be abreast of what's going on in the healthcare system, be aware of these changes. And how do you create solutions and how do you engage and connect with patients so that it's in a way that's familiar with the patients, in a way that's fun, and in a way that it can really have a positive effect on their health? So. I'm kind of on a mission to educate as many physicians right now as I can about digital therapeutics. And when they find out what we're doing, they're really excited about it. And they're really anxious to adopt it with one caveat. And that caveat is always, as long as it doesn't interfere with my workflow, I'm fine with it. (laughs) So we kind of tell our team about that as we're designing this, like make sure it integrates into touch points and doesn't interfere with workflows. And now you will have a podcast episode to send all of these physicians to listen to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We started with you. And as always, let's end with you here. What makes you get up in the morning? (laughs) Well, my prostate is the thing that gets me to hop out of bed. (laughs) I think that's the first time somebody mentioned that to that question, but I love it. Yeah, it's my motivating factor. And then I can start my day. Yeah, I make video games for a living and I design video games and I don't think there's any better way to spend your day than to be focused on something that can really help people on a mass scale in a fun and entertaining way. So that really gets me out of the house, gets me motivated and engaged with my team. The big thing there to focus on is the value that it can bring to patients. And we see patients that are really struggling and if they can engage in a tool that really teaches them a way to effectively manage their emotions and challenging situations. I think we've done a really good job with it. Now, another thing that really motivates me in this area is to bring value to the industry. I find that we're an evolving industry. There were, like you said, early key players, but now there's a second wave of people coming through that are really shaping what the healthcare landscape is going to be in the future. And I think that we need to communicate with each other, like we do in academics, to share our findings. And I try to do that on LinkedIn. I try to share how we're making things more engaging, some of the pitfalls that we've seen, et cetera. Brian, thank you very much for joining this podcast. And we will keep an eye on your guys' progress and how you're impacting positively children's lives. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning into the Digital Therapeutics Edition of Digital Health Today, a production of mission-based media. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player so you're automatically notified each time I speak with one of these amazing leaders and trailblazers who are forging the path for digital therapeutics. If you'd like to learn more about Your Coach Health or Health Excel, you can find the links to this and more in the show notes for this episode. I'm Eugene Borohovich, and catch you next time.